This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. All right, we're talking with McKay Coppin, staff writer for The Atlantic and author of Romney, A Reckoning. It was a journey for me to go back through this. I worked for Mitt Romney in 2012 uh, and got to see the the, the whole aspect of, of the campaign after the primary for the general election. His book's available at Amazon, or you can go to McKayAldenCoppins.com to learn more about McKay there. So, McKay, Mitt Romney has strong feelings on Donald Trump. I would say even to the point where he feels that Donald Trump is a greater threat to the republic than uh, even some of his colleagues in the Senate, especially his Democrat colleagues in the Senate. Um, He sees Donald Trump Mm -hmm. as a greater threat. Is that an accurate statement? I think so. I mean, you know, Mitt Romney clearly is not a fan of, uh, you know, democratic policies and still very much considers himself a conservative. But to him, what what alarms him about Donald Trump is more about his character and his apparent disregard for constitutional principles. Right. So Romney early on in 2016, his opposition to Trump was came down to, you know, is what he considered Trump's moral moral failings, right? His his uh, personal life, the way he's treated women in his life, the way he talks in public, the vulgarity, uh, all that stuff. That you know, he Romney just fundamentally doesn't think that's becoming of a president of the United States. Once Trump got into office, Romney was still concerned about those things, but he's also concerned about. Trump's, you know, illiberal tendencies, his kind of, uh, you know, his willingness to talk about uh, shutting down news organizations or to, uh, you know, later on, obviously, to object to the results of a a presidential election and what happened on January 6th. All that stuff really concerns Romney. And, you know, while he, he actually, as a senator, often would vote for conservative legislation that Trump supported, when it came down to those issues of abuse of power, of uh, constitutional issues, he, he just couldn't keep his mouth shut about it. He just felt like it was important to speak out. Yeah. It's a, and, you know, I see it among a, a certain coalition, a certain part of the Republican Party. And as a coalitions guy, this is just how I view it. I, I, I see we've got to get everybody on the bus. But there is a coalition that similar to Mitt Romney looks at the kind of Bush years, uh, both HW and W and kind of longs Mm -hmm. for those days um, that that's the type of Republican we want to have. I wouldn't even put it, say that it's even Reagan esque. I know Romney tried to become Reagan esque, but I think they're kind of more in that uh, more kind of the, to the older Bush type of view that that's what they think the Republican president should look like. Is that, is that fair to say that that's kind of where Romney finds himself? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, he he brought up George H.W. Bush especially several times as the kind of the the figure he would point to when he thought about running his own presidential mm-hmm. campaign. He he said, you know, that that's what I thought a president was supposed to be like. Somebody with a lot of experience, a kind of well-regarded statesman, um, a moral, you know, character-first guy 
who uh, who brings, you know, conservative values and ideals into the, the presidency, but also is willing to compromise and willing to work with the other party and willing to build coalitions. And, and you know, and most importantly, represents the country well. You know, part of what he... And so, yes, I think you're right. I think that part of what bothers him now about about Trump is is more that he thinks that presidents actually get too much credit and too much blame for what happens in the economy, for example, um, and that often the the biggest legacy a president can leave is being a good model of what you know American character should be, and he just doesn't think that Donald Trump represents that, and so it's hard for him to to get on board. So what, you leave the book with kind of a cliffhanger that that Mitt Romney's not done dealing with Donald Trump, Donald Trump, who he sees as kind of a threat to the republic. So uh, have you heard anything since the publication <laughs> of this book? Is he working? You, 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 you kind of cover his, his Nikki Haley, his initial admiration of Nikki mm-hmm. Haley, and now he's moved on from that. So uh, at this point in the Republican primary, it seems like Donald Trump has locked it up is Mick going to look towards that kind of no labels party with Joe Manchin? Is there anything percolating there? Well, so yeah, when we were doing our final interviews for the book earlier this year, it, it seemed like every time I went over to his house, he had kind of a new team in mind, <laughs> you know, like he, he considered briefly running for president as an independent. He considered starting a third party with Joe Manchin. Um, as far as I know, both of those ideas have been put on ice. I, I, you know, most recently he's been working to try to get the other rep- Republican primary candidates to uh, basically consolidate behind one candidate, right? He's, he made a pitch to donors in Park City, Utah a few weeks ago to basically choose one candidate, whether it's Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis or whoever, and and line up behind them because otherwise Trump is going to win the nomination again. I think he will do anything he can to stop Trump from winning the nomination, but I think he's he's pretty resigned to the likelihood that Trump is, is going to be the nominee. Beyond that, I don't know what he'll do. I mean, he I think he'll continue to be outspoken when there's something that happens that Trump does that, you know, he considers, uh, you know, out of line. But I don't, you know, I don't know that he'll he'll want to endorse Joe Biden either. He, he actually respects Joe Biden in a lot of ways, but disagrees with him on politics. The, the last couple, two elections, Mitt Romney has written in his wife's name for president. <laughs> and so I imagine, I think there's a strong likelihood that Ann Romney will be getting another vote in 2024. So one of the things that popped up on the 2012 trail and you, McKay Coppins, were, were on that. That's how you, you kind of got started with Mitt Romney was working mm-hmm. the 2012 election was this notion of a blue collar conservative. And as, um, mm-hmm. as someone close with Rick Santorum, uh, we started to see that percolate. Then Rick kind of wrote his book after 2012 that uh, Donald Trump jumped on to. But I, I, I didn't get a real sense that that Mitt Romney's come to terms with how best to appeal to blue collar conservatives. Yeah. Um, has, yeah. has he figured that out in his own mind? Has he spent time thinking about that? Yeah, it's interesting. He, he, he told me that as he reflects back on his 2012 presidential campaign, 
one of the big mistakes he made was framing it around what he called job creators, right? It, it was, yeah. you'll recall, this was kind of in the wake of the financial crisis and the, the, the recession. And a lot of his stump speeches and ads were about, uh, you know, how he would, as president, help support small business owners and people who have their, yeah. you know, their own companies. And he realizes now that the way that a lot of voters heard that was, you're going to be the president for the bosses in America, mm. right? <laughs> and he now thinks that he should have focused on wages and workers. And the, the, the blue-collar vote that he was trying to appeal to, they, they didn't necessarily want to hear a bunch of kind of hymns to the American job creator. They wanted to hear about uh, how he would make their lives better. And, you know, he still thinks that helping job creators is will help those workers, but he realizes the flaw in the messaging. And he also realizes that Donald Trump tapped into an economic message that was much more resonant with those voters than his ever was. Hmm. I wrote an article in The Hill in 2016 as I'm trying. I'd watched this video of these coal miners from West Virginia going nuts for Donald Trump. And mm. initially I was not a Trump supporter. I became a Trump supporter later. But um, I, I'm watching this video going, how is it a bunch of people that work basically hourly or going crazy for a guy with a gold toilet in Manhattan? <laughs> like, how did that bridge take place? And I, I think what uh, Rick Santorum was trying to tap into in 2012 and what he wrote his book about is they're all looking for the guy who's going to be the fighter for them. He's not going to be mm -hmm. perfect. All the other stuff, the marriages, the, the personal failures is going to be secondary to finally having a guy that's going to be out there uh, fighting for them. And I think Rick tried to tap into that. Uh, obviously, Donald Trump did, and and that's why he won in 2016. I think he's trying to do that again in 2024. But um, it is interesting to read the book and to go, I, I don't know if Mitt ever really got that. How did a West Virginia coal miner go crazy for a guy like Donald Trump um, and solve that problem, right, in his own mind and in his own campaigns and go, that's where the party has moved these days and it's changed right the tea party has changed the party everything is different from where it was when george hw bush for instance was running for office so it's just a different reality um i but i didn't get the sense that he's fully come to terms with all that well it's funny because he does he, he does kind of frankly admit that he just doesn't personally identify with people who really like Donald Trump, right? Yeah. I mean, and Romney knew Trump for a long time. So right. as a as a person, you know, they, they go back, their relationship goes back to the 90s when yeah. Romney was invited with some business associates to Mar-a-Lago and started to get to know Trump there. But he always thought of Trump as this kind of like entertaining, uh, kind of weird celebrity figure and, and didn't really think of him as a political figure at all, obviously. Um, and, and but on a personal level, he, he said that he can be kind of fun to hang out with. He's like gossipy and outrageous <laughs> and, you know, can be really funny. Uh, it's just his, his behavior as a politician, as a president is what alarms him. But, you know, I, I think that, like, he he has always struggled to understand Trump's appeal. He gets the economic message, but he, he said, you know, I just the, he feels like there are. 
there's kind of, especially in 2016, there was this sort of subversive thrill to supporting Trump that Romney just never identified with. Talking to McKay Coppin, staff writer for The Atlantic and author of Romney A Reckoning. We're up against a commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages.